0: Welcome to what is episode 000, the introduction episode to redefining reality. Essentially how I went from almost dying from a ruptured appendix in my first year of university to living in the Amazon rainforest for five months with an ayahuasca shaman to living downtown and becoming a health entrepreneur and a community builder and stepping into my power to share and create health and wellness in the world. So if that sounds like an interesting story to you, I know it's been interesting for me to live. Then thank you for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Peace. What is going on, beautiful people, powerful people, friends, lovers, teachers? All you out there doing your thing, moving and shaking, Reality creating, manipulating. I hope that you're doing well. I really hope that you're doing well. I trust that you're doing well because uh, you're tuned into this podcast and you're tuned into my voice, tuned into this message, which is in itself a miracle. Quite simply, it's a miracle. So thank you. Thank you for being part of this. Now, what is this show about? Why should you listen? What does uh, this young kid from Toronto have to share that might be of value? Well, I feel like I've got quite a bit to share. I feel like uh, my experiences are quite rich, quite diverse for, for my age, and um we're going to jump right into it. So, redefining reality. What does it mean? What's it all about? Why are we here? So, my story goes back to 2010. January of 2010, I was in first year of university at McMaster University in Hamilton. I was studying engineering technology. My career path was sort of set to do automotive and vehicle design. So coming out of high school, I didn't really know if I wanted to be a mechanic or an engineer. So I ended up at McMaster doing a a joint program, the Bachelor of Technology program. Very, very cool. It was the first year that they actually had that. And so I thought, oh, this is great. So I jumped into there and I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. I'm going through university, playing video games all the time, you know, doing as little work as possible, going to the gym and having a weight gaining contest with my roommate. So we would go to the gym. I was doing five by five at the time. So my people in the weightlifting community might know what that is five by five strong lifts, so three times a week, you're doing squats and deadlifts and overhead presses and bench presses and weighted pull-ups, I remember, Uh, bent over rows, so basically, you know, some very basic strength building, mass building exercises, and so I would do that, and I was pounding the food from the cafeteria, lots of chocolate milk, lots of pizzas, lots of, what else did we eat? We ate a lot of stuff. Uh, most of it pretty terrible looking back now. Um, and, uh, so yeah, I'm going through my first year. It's January. It's the second term and the second week of school, I become very sick. I wake up one day, uh, the night before, having gone to bed after drinking my Weight Gainer Shake, uh, my my Allmax Cook Mass, which I was using to, to fuel my weight gaining, I drank that, and it just didn't sit right. It just, it, it just didn't sit right. And my stomach felt a little off. The next day, I felt sick. Uh, halfway through my classes, I went home. I started puking puking all day, extremely sick, not knowing what's going on, feeling just strange sensations in the center of my abdomen. So this continued for a few days. I got I got sicker and sicker, I couldn't eat anything. I was having cold sweats and uncontrollable shaking. And after 4 days, the pain in my stomach became so intense that I said, "Okay, I have to go to the emergency room." I went to the emergency room. Got uh a bunch of shots of morphine because the pain was so intense. I got some Tylenol 3s. I got an x-ray and some prodding of my abdomen. And uh, the doctor said, you know, you're fine. You know, you have the flu. Go back to your room. Here's some more Tylenol 3s. Go fill this prescription. Uh, Sleep it off. You might miss a few days of school. And... I could could not believe this, you know, I was in the worst pain of my life. It felt like my insides were imploding, which uh, it turns out they actually were. Uh, My appendix had ruptured and uh, infection was setting in. I call up my mom, she comes, picks me up, we go to another hospital. It's not until that night after a CT scan that they, uh, they rushed me into emergency surgery. Worst case scenario, I've got a perforated colon. I might have a colostomy bag coming out of this. Um, My appendix is gone. My appendix is just a mess. uh, And they're going to go in and and try and fix me up. They go in. The doctor tells me afterward that it was the the worst case of uh, infection throughout the abdomen and just gangrenous tissue that she had ever encountered. Luckily, it was just the appendix, and so I lucked out in that regard. Um I came out of surgery, having a large incision up my abdomen and about twelve or eighteen staples holding me together. I spent the next eleven days in that hospital in agony um, this terrible, terrible diarrhea. Terrible food, the shit they feed you in a hospital. I mean, I was on broth and juice for the first few days. And not the good kind of broth, you know, not the wholesome bone broth that grandma makes. That's all the rage right now. No, this is like bullshit. Probably a microwaved freeze dried MSG chemical nonsense. And uh but it's all it's all I had. It's all I could it's all I could do. So I'm living on this broth, uh I slowly graduate to to semi-liquids, get some pudding and some yogurt going. Mind you, I'm intolerant to dairy, so that's that's an issue. It was such a humbling experience and throughout the entire thing I uh I wasn't really I think accepting my my true situation and the gravity of this situation and how much of a life-changing event had taken place. Instead, I was looking forward to this Caribbean cruise that I was scheduled to go on during reading week with my entire family. I've had never been on a cruise and I had heard good things. I'd seen pictures. I'd heard the food was just amazing. And so I'm holding on to this cruise. And eventually after about, I think it was eight days, they, uh, come and open open up my stitches Pull my, my, or my staples, rather they pull my staples out and I end up having two large holes, one at the bottom of the incision and one at the top that were so infected that it, it couldn't heal, it, the tissue could not heal. So I'm literally uh, looking down um, and seeing through to the abdominal muscle. So I can see the stitches in my muscle tissue in my abdomen. These gaping infected holes staring up at me. And the doctor looks at it and goes away for a minute and comes back. And uh, says, "Yeah, there's there's no way you're going on a cruise with a wound like this. Like you can't you can't do that. This is going to take a lot of time to heal, and you need to be resting. You need to be at home. You can't travel, especially to some tropical location with uh, this sort of an injury." And it was in that moment that everything was stripped away from me. My health had been stripped away from me. I was broken. I was wasting away. I was weak. I was in agony. And my freedom had been taken away. I couldn't go and travel. I couldn't uh, go on this adventure and have fun and enjoy myself. And uh, it, was, it was a very humbling moment. It was in many ways my rock bottom, or my first rock bottom. And uh, it was from that place, you know, I just broke down. I just broke down, and I wept, and I cried, and I was empty. I became empty. And now I believe that that experience, that whole experience, and I'm not going to go too much further into that experience because you know it was the next six months or so of recovery i I had lost about 25 pounds uh, from the time i checked into the hospital to the time i got out 11 days later just very weak very frail hunched over i had to walk with a cane for a while because i couldn't stand up straight and uh yeah it was an incredibly humbling experience um It broke me down, it humbled me, and it's because of that that I, when I speak about this, I I often say, you know, it's the hardest thing I've had to endure and it's the greatest gift I've ever received was going through that challenge at such an age. You know, the age of 18, almost having your life taken away from you and having to rebuild your health from ground zero. And so this whole thing, you know, as the recovery came along, other issues started cropping up. Uh, My digestion got really poor. I started having pain in my abdomen, uh, which I found out was due to the scar tissue adhesions that were forming. This is about a year later. And so the tightness set into my abdomen. The front of my body closed down, got very tight and constricted. This led me to pursuing alternative health uh, methods, practitioners. I saw my first naturopath during this time. She put me on probiotics and some, some stress uh, adaptogenic herbs to deal with stress. Now, at the same time, my mother was diagnosed with stage 1 breast cancer and had opted to do chemo, radiation, and surgery. Um, I knew enough at the time to know that that was not the best option, um, that poisoning yourself is not a way to boost immunity and find health. But it was all she knew at the time. And she was too scared, I believe, to do anything else. You know, she trusted the doctor. She trusted the system. Now, she since has come a full 180 degrees and is very much in line with myself these days and is very much an advocate for wellness and health in her own right. And she's doing better than ever. Um, But so my own health being in the shedder, being in a program that I was no longer uh, engaged in, that I was just going through the motions for, and my mom going through breast cancer treatment all sort of coalesced into my first experience of anxiety and uh, deep depression. And so I found myself, uh, you know, anxious, my heart would beat out of my chest. You know, I, I particularly enjoyed smoking cannabis on occasion to relax and unwind, and this became uh, almost impossible to enjoy because every time I would smoke, my chest would get incredibly tight, my mind would race, my heart would beat out of my, and it was incredibly uncomfortable. And this was sort of my second my second rock bottom in many ways, and I got turned on even more to health. Mr Dan the man the life regenerator on YouTube got me inspired about raw foods and juicing and living foods and food as medicine and healing the body and that set me on this whole journey and so since then I have uh, I've healed healed my gut I've broken down the adhesions in my abdomen uh rebuilt my adrenals dealt with candida parasites Fungus overgrowth, uh, bacterial imbalances, all sorts of things, you know. And so my focus became health. That is why I feel I'm here. That is my, my purpose. My reason for existence at this point is to empower myself and others to be optimally healthy. Now, what does that mean? What does optimal health mean? Now, for most of us, it's a foreign concept the way we look at healthcare in our country this is canada north america is a very much reactionary approach you know what are the symptoms how can we treat those symptoms that's about it instead of what are the symptoms what are the contributing causes to those symptoms and that's an emotional mental physical environmental melting pot that contributes to that That's not any one thing and so any one approach uh, is is doomed you have to address a person as a whole person a holistic approach so this prompted me to change my studies I jumped into life science environmental science I studied anatomy physiology chemistry uh, environmental science biology evolution cellular biology, I studied all these things, I did very well, I always was a good student, Um, but I found myself looking at seven more years of full-time schooling before I would be able to actually practice and work as either a naturopath or a chiropractor, and this to me was, uh, this was not a favorable option, you know, I was 20 years old at the time, I had been in school for the past, what, 14 years at this point, 15 years, probably, since, like, kindergarten. And I needed a break. I needed adventure. I needed to travel. I needed to get out and see the world and find myself in many ways. So it was about this time that uh, I saw DMT, The Spirit Molecule. Amazing documentary. Absolutely amazing documentary. I highly recommend you check this out. So I see this documentary, I'm introduced to podcasts, so the Joe Rogan experience first appears in my life. This was back in uh, about the time I was almost doing cancer treatment, so this is about a year prior, and so I'm introduced to podcasts, I'm introduced to Joe Rogan and the awesome guest that he has on, and this starts to shape my thinking, this starts to alter the way I perceive and think about the world. Think about myself. Think about limitations and my life path. And uh, shortly thereafter, I catch Aubrey Marcus, CEO of Onnit, talking about ayahuasca and his experience in the Peruvian jungle. And this just sets me off. This just sounds too good to be true. You know, I am, I am so intrigued by this concept of shamanism and plant medicine, spiritual, multi-dimensional healing that uh, I'm talking to a friend who's actually done this. I went to middle school and high school with this guy, Chris, and he's been down there. He's spent time with these people. He's had positive experiences. So I'm looking at the website, that uh, the place he went to, and I see they offer a six-month apprenticeship program. And that's it. I see that. I think to myself, I can can do this. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take off from school and I'm going to go apprentice in the Amazon rainforest and learn about this stuff. And so that's what I do. Uh, very naively looking back, very not prepared to dive into the intensity of what is a traditional dieta, a traditional isolation experience in the jungle. And so I end up spending, you know, five months at this healing center. Half training, half retreating, meeting people from around the world, reading a lot of awesome books, meditating in the woods, trying to learn to commune with plants and to uh, find my songs, my medicine songs, and drinking ayahuasca quite, quite a lot. So in the course of five months, I drank about 45, 40 times, um... Now, mind you, when people hear that, they think, holy shit, man, how are you like, how did you do that? Now, first of all, it was not easy. Um, By the end, I I couldn't even look at a cup of ayahuasca. I was so, I could not do it. Just the taste and the, the wretched, wretched taste and the experience of cleansing and puking and shitting for hours Was burned into my brain, and I was, you know, skinny and I felt good, but I was very weak. I'd been dieting and not having salt and not having fat and, you know, living this very aesthetic lifestyle in many ways, and I was done. But so out of those 40 times, only about, you know, a handful were very powerful experiences. You know, my shaman was a very small man and ayahuasca has a reverse tolerance, meaning the more you do it, the less you need. And so for him to be able to function and to work, he he couldn't make a strong brew, you know, so his brew was quite diluted, quite weak. So it was the few times where I was fully in charge of, of cooking that uh, we were able to really boil it down and boil it down and add more water and boil it down and really get a lot of a lot of powerful medicine out of these plants. And uh, so there's a few times where I did have more powerful experiences. Now, I still haven't had the traditional ayahuasca breakthrough and the death and the rebirth and the ascending to higher dimensions. I feel like I've gotten part of that, but not the the whole shebang. But regardless, what that taught me, that experience, five months in the Amazon rainforest, it taught me so much. It taught me fundamentally that, The plants and nature, they're here to heal us. They're here to help us evolve. They're here to... They're our allies. They're our teachers. They're so wise. They're so far along the evolutionary path. You know, they've been here a lot longer than we have. And they know so much. And they want to share. They want to give. You know, this is their natural state is to give and to to share and to help and it's it's recognizing that until we fix this fundamental disconnect with nature and we see ourselves as part of the whole not separate from the whole that until we can get this this taken care of individual and collective health is it's a fantasy it's not going to happen can't happen on a on a on a large scale because we're disconnected because we don't value life we may say we value life but the way that we live the things that we buy the things that we spend our time doing are um, demonstrate otherwise and so leaving the rainforest I had this very clear sense um that this was something I needed to help do for myself and for others was to to reconnect, to root ourselves back to the earth, to respect the earth, to cherish the gifts that are given to us, and to find healing from from nature. And so that's how I, I leave the jungle. I leave the jungle having had these realizations, having taught some yoga, having, you know, really dove into the idea of being a health coach exploring that, wanting to share my expertise and my knowledge with people. Um, Because at this point, you know, I had about two and a half years of full-time sort of, you know, doing my own research, listening to podcasts, watching documentaries. So I had quite a bit of knowledge and um, lots to share. So I leave the jungle. I spend an amazing two months, uh, most of that in the Sacred Valley, Staying at an ashram, meditating, hiking, exploring ancient sites, exploring local markets, hanging out with other travelers, doing a fire walking ceremony. The first day I get into town, there's a fire walking ceremony. There's also a a heart-centered meditation group where we each have to take a turn to go in the middle of this circle and uh, we just are there to open ourselves and receive the love of everyone else in the circle and it was a it was amazing it was a life-changing experience i'd never been around people that were this open and this loving and this connected before and it was beautiful and from there i do the whole machu picchu thing have an awesome time there come back getting ready to, to ship out and head home this is after seven months living abroad seven months in peru well, actually, I made a, a small trip to uh, Isla del Sol in uh, Bolivia, which is on Lake Titicaca, the highest navigable lake, freshwater lake in the world. Very high altitude. And so I went, I lived on Isla del Sol for five days. I walked around, I read, meditated, and just took it in, you know. It's such a remote place, such a remote place and, uh, took that in. Anyways, this is all getting back to my time down there was, was quite easy. You know, I had gotten sick a few times, traveler's diary and whatnot, picked up some parasites, I'm sure. And, but overall the culture, the the culture shock, you know, being at this healing center, there was no running water. There was no showers. There was no plumbing. There was very rarely any electricity until, unless we fired the generator up, it was all candlelight and, uh, Candlelight and batteries and propane cooking. Uh, So very minimalistic, very back to basics. You know, fetching water from the river, bathing in the river. uh, Not using soap or shampoo on myself for months at a time as part of this training. And uh, yeah, just tuning into the jungle environment. I had my own private cabin built for me that was off uh, about about 5 minute walk from the main area uh, just surrounded by trees lush lush forest and uh yeah i would i would go to bed every night and the cool jungle the cool jungle evening just enveloped with all the sounds of all the life around me and uh it was it was such a gift it was truly amazing truly truly amazing And so I leave, and I go back to these cities, and I start seeing myself in mirrors, and I start using electricity. And uh, I remember I'd gone, the longest I ever went was two weeks without seeing a car. I didn't make a trip out to the road for two weeks. Um, And then seeing a car, it felt very strange. I thought, what is that thing? what is going on like why what is this road what is this noise what is this pollution it seemed very foreign and so anyways time in Peru wraps up I head back to Canada now I get back to Canada and I'm I'm quite lost uh, reverse culture shock sets in I start thinking you know who am I to deserve all this all this opportunity all of this excess look at what we're doing this is insane um, I start to feel really bad. I feel really bad about myself. I feel bad about using resources. I start not wanting to drive places because I don't want to burn the gas. I start, uh, you know, I shut myself in because I, I feel like I can't connect to my friends. Um, it all it all leads me down this this very, very dark path of isolation and desperation. And again, depression sets in. Uh, by far the worst at this point. By far the worst. And um, I can't decide what's next. I, I went and uh, investigated the Institute of Holistic Nutrition and the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition, looking at them for ways to continue my education. But I can't pull the trigger. For some reason, I'm so uh, I'm so nervous. I'm so uh, unable to decide that by default end up back at mcmaster uh continuing with my degree and i'm depressed the whole time i've got this giant knot in my stomach i can't focus i can't eat i can't uh relax i can't i can't get into life i can't i can't accept this way of being and so my parents pull me out we get the money back we get refunds on tuition pull me out after 10 days or so and uh from there, I, I, I resolve to attend the Institute of Holistic Nutrition. So for the next January, I'm going to do Holistic Nutrition. In the meantime, I go back part-time to my old job with the city of Brampton doing forestry work. So I spend that winter uh, outside working. And it's a hard, hard winter. This is after skipping winter for the first time in my life spending it in South America and i come back and it's freezing and we get this crazy ice storm that destroys thousands of trees and i find myself in like a battlefield of frozen destruction and we're dragging trees through the streets covered in ice we're slipping all over the place we're just it's it's like mayhem it's you know it's the first natural disaster i experienced and people are without power in this um, and I've I become very humbled again by, by nature and by our, our fragility. I finally make it through this winter. I get back to school and I hop in the Institute of Whistled Nutrition and I love it. I'm taking Ayurveda. I'm taking Fundamentals of Health. I'm taking uh, Preventative Nutrition, Preventative uh, Medicine, Not Medicine, Preventative Health Nutrition. I'm taking symptomatology, I'm learning about learning deeply about micronutrients, macronutrients, vitamins, minerals, various protocols for different health conditions, therapeutic dosages of vitamins and minerals, lifestyle interventions. I'm learning about all this stuff and I'm surrounded by people that want to learn, surrounded by health inspired people, and it it creates an awesome shift for me in my in my life. And now, I graduated from IHN in April of 2015. And so this is September of 2016, so it's been a while. I worked for a year and a half in the Whole Foods supplement section. I then worked for two and a half months in a restaurant called Impact Kitchen. Really cool spot in Toronto if you're ever around, check it out. They are changing the game in food. And so... The experience of IHN has been a game changer, and I'm currently working in a clinic that specializes in digestive health, the Clear Living Clinic down at Bloor and Sherbourne, and it's phenomenal. The alignment there is just outstanding. People are coming because their guts are already messed up, and gut healing is my specialty, and so it's a perfect match. And so IHN has been truly one of the best experiences of my life so so great learned so much met some amazing amazing people and mentors teachers just a great community of healers and uh, those that want to help and give back and entrepreneurs and so this leads me to now this leads me to now this leads me to talking to you and uh my life is every my life is health my life is optimal health and wellness and growth and evolution That's what we're here to do. That's what I'm here to do. So that's what this show is all about. It's optimal health. It's consciousness hacking. It's lifestyle design. It's tapping into our innate supernatural abilities, which aren't supernatural at all. They're just natural. We've just been told that they're supernatural by Hollywood and by books and by skeptics, skeptical media that wants to to suck the magic out of life, that wants to Reduce and break everything down to, you know, uh, luck or or chance, happenstance, that evolution just happened, that uh, life just appeared, that there's no real intelligence behind it all, that it just sort of happens and turned out this way for whatever reason, Um, and that it's all very mechanistic, that life is mechanistic and. There are mechanistic aspects of life, and there are models that we can apply to life that can help us to understand certain things. You know, Newtonian physics is useful in many aspects. Um, Western medicine and biology, and looking at the body as, as, as the pieces, is useful in some aspects, but it's not the whole picture. You know, these are maps that we have. These are templates, but they only point towards what is, you know, observable they are not the thing the map is not the thing the map is a pointer toward the thing and life is magical believe you me life is magical now uh, if you've never have experienced that if you're not having synchronicities in your life if you're you know out of flow then then i, I feel for you but uh, i want to encourage you to really believe that life transpires in your favor that what you put out is what you will get back. As within, so without. The law of cause and effect cannot be denied. Cannot be denied. There are very fundamental natural laws that dictate how our lives play out and uh, empower us to you know take control, to get what we want out of life. And so that's what this is all about. That's where I'm at now. That's why I do the coaching that I do. That's why I do the work that I do. Fundament, first of all, it's for myself. You know, it's selfish. It's to make my life better. Now, I hope you have that same opinion. I hope that you want to make your life better. And then with the, the vitality and the passion and the, the excess... Once you're filled, you've served yourself and you've taken care of yourself, that you put that out back into the world, that you give that freely, that you offer that openly, and that that will bring even more in return. And you'll find yourself in this cycle of giving and receiving and giving more and having more to give and being open to receive more um, and to align with what it is that you're here to do, your higher purpose, your... uh, what it is that you want to create. That's what we are. We're creator beings. We're immensely powerful in what we can do. Just look at our society. Look outside. I look outside right now. I see skyscrapers and condos and freeways and vehicles, cars, lights, all sorts of incredible, incredible stuff. You know, I'm speaking into this 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 laptop, what we call a laptop, this collection of minerals and electrical components and things that are picking up my voice, sending it to you. Like this is insane. This is amazing. And so let's take this power that we have and let's make life better for all of us. Let's make health accessible. If you don't have health, you don't have anything. If you don't have health, you don't have anything. You can't enjoy life if you're sick. You can't enjoy life if you're in pain. You can't love and be loved if you're ill if you're diseased if you're depressed and you're anxious and you're you're panic-stricken you can't function like a healthy human being and so what does it mean to be a healthy human being what does optimal health mean well to me it means a lot of things it means fundamentally you're nourished on a, a nutritional level you know you're drinking pure water you're eating clean food you're not eating toxic crap. You're not eating things that you're allergic to and intolerant of. So you've got a foundation going there. You've got your food, you've got your water, you're moving, you're exercising, you're expressing yourself. Maybe you dance, maybe you do parkour, maybe you play sports, maybe you do martial arts, maybe you do yoga. You're using your body. The body is the mind. Mr. Elliot, Mr. Elliot Hulse. Tells it like it is, the body is the mind. The mind is the entire body, not just it's not just in your head. Your mind is in your hands just as much as it is in your head. Your mind is in your gut just as much as it is in your heart, just as much as it is in your foot. You know, we really got three brains. We got the head brain, the heart brain, and the gut brain. And so it's really, you know, tuning into the wisdom of each of these three brains, each of these three sensory organs and allowing them to tell us what to do. You know, when I signed back up to go to McMaster, immediately my gut tightened and felt sick and heavy. And I did not listen to that. I let that feeling linger and fester for months. For months, I let that fester within myself. Now had I had the awareness and the courage and the decisiveness to act upon that right away, I could have saved myself a lot of trouble, could have saved myself a lot of struggle and worry, but uh, I I did not, I was not in a place to do that, and uh, I mean it all worked out because I'm here now and life is beautiful and I have these amazing connections and friends and paths and projects that I'm working on. So it's all good. It's all good. You know, don't hate the journey. You've got to love the struggle. But so we got our nutritional foundation. Now we need our social foundation. This is important these days. You know, humans were more and more connected through the internet, but we're more and more disconnected from each other in a physical sense. You know, we don't touch, we don't hug, we don't embrace, we don't play, you know, all these things. All these things that are so crucial for human health for animal health we are animals we need touch we need to be seen we need to be felt we need to have community it's the rebirth of community modern tribalism being reborn into the modern into the the current age it's beautiful so you got that you got your nutrition you got your social you got your The mental, you know, that comes along with all this. You know, how do you perceive life? How do you perceive what you're doing each day? How do you find yourself? How do you uh, take control of your thoughts and not be driven by your emotions? Observe your emotions, observe your thoughts, but not have them dictate who you feel like you are. You are not your thoughts. That's the best gift that yoga has ever given me. I am not my thoughts. My thoughts are the result of stimulus entering my, my brain and my sensory perception and being triggered, being picked up. But they are not me. And that is very freeing. And so we got our mental. And from there, you know, the sky is the limit. From here, we start really tapping in. You know, once you've got your foundation, most people, you know, their digestion is screwed up, their hormones are screwed up. They're dehydrated. They're full of toxic load. They're constipated. And their uh, their foundation is completely crumbling away. It's why disease is at uh, epidemic rates. It's why autoimmune disease continues to climb. It's why cancer rates are what they are. It's why heart disease is what it is. It's why obesity is affecting more and more people at younger and younger ages. You've got kids with diabetes. You've got insulin-resistant children who are just what are we doing? What are we how are we setting these kids up to live? Not very well. Not very well. But there's always hope. There's always hope. And I'm more hopeful now than I have ever been because I see the change happening. I see the shifts taking place. If you could see the quality and the interaction and the community that I'm that I'm part of these days, it would blow your mind. Just last night, I had a group of our friends, my Thai yoga massage friends. We had a 10-hand massage experience. Now tell me that isn't amazing. Tell me that's not heaven on earth. Lying down on a table and having 10 loving hands, pressing and pulling and kneading and working out kinks in your body. It was it was bliss. It was absolute bliss. I found myself just giggling like a child on this table as I have 10 hands pounding against me, thumping on me like one of those massage machines. And so this is life. And uh, this is my version of optimal. This is what I'm tuning into and creating for myself. And this is what I intend to share and create for you too. If this is your path, then welcome. Thank you, brother. Thank you, sister. Thank you for joining me on this journey. I'm here to serve. I'm here to empower. I'm here to educate. I'm here to harmonize and uh, create something better. We're here to create something better. We're going to render the current system obsolete. We're going to transform our cities into urban, edible, permaculture playgrounds. We got. Gr- we need greenhouses on roofs. We need gardens and parks. We need uh, fish farms and buildings. We need hydroponic aquaponic grow operations fresh greens year-round we need all this stuff you know we can't depend on the fragility of our supply systems we can't depend on the fragility of global supply chains and shipping food across the planet it, it can't work it can't be sustained so these are the shifts that are taking place this show is going to dive into talking to people that are part of the shift, whether that be on the health side of things, whether that be on the business side of things, whether they be artists, entrepreneurs, doctors, nutritionists, uh, you know, people that are at the cutting edge and, and engaged and passionate about what it is they do. Those are the ones I'm going to interview. Those are the people I want to bring to this show. Those are the things I want to share with you. That is the value I'm here to provide. Is uh, giving you some more access to what's going on these days as we, quote unquote, redefine reality. You know, as we create the future. So that's it. That's where we're at. That's why we're here. I want to thank you if you've gotten this far. I want to thank you for listening to my story I want to thank you for being engaged I want to uh, say that there's a lot a lot of amazing conversations that are going to come through this that I'm very excited to share and uh, yeah it's going to be good it's going to be good all sorts of experiments that I run on myself all sorts of health hacks lifestyle tips Recipes, different practices, meditation practices, yogic practices, different ways to exercise, workout, functional fitness, how to feel good in your body, how to move well and smooth and powerfully. So that's all coming. That's all coming. Stay tuned. In the meantime, I want to ask you to do a huge favor. and uh, You don't have to do this right now, but if you do do it right now, I'd greatly appreciate it. But that is to leave a rating and a review on iTunes. Now this is big. The new and noteworthy is big for new podcasts, new shows. And it would mean the world to me to get some feedback and to get some five-star ratings going in iTunes. Let's keep this thing rolling. Let's get this show to more people. So that's it. You can find me and my stuff, everything that's mine, my online presence at brianhardy.ca. You can find out about coaching, you can read some of my blogs, you can check out the podcast, I'll have links to all the podcasts up there, show notes, links to the things that I talk about, whether that be supplements or foods, or health technologies, that's all there, brianhardy.ca, find me on Twitter, Brian underscore Hardy, Facebook, Brian Hardy. And uh, yeah, let's make this shit happen, people. Let's make this happen. We only have one life to live. Let's make it count. Let's make it count. Let's not waste it. Let's not put off our greatness until some future date. Let's step into that each day. Let's make every day a success. What does that mean to you? What does it mean to you to have a successful day? What's your vision of a perfect day? Get clear on that. The clearer you can be, the faster you can achieve. Whatever it is you want in life. Vision attracts what you're going for. Clearness and definiteness of purpose. As Napoleon Hill says, definiteness of purpose, truth, and persistence. That fighting spirit, that is the key. That is the key to bring you what you want. That is it. That is it. Okay, so... That's it for now. Stay beautiful. Be well. Have fun. Move your body. Rejoice. Give thanks. Celebrate. You're alive, baby. You're alive and you're here. and We're sharing it together. Peace. Stay beautiful, my friends. Much love. And now I leave you with an amazing track, an amazing song, an amazing message, which is Love Letters to God by Nako and Medicine for the People. Enjoy.
1: Always give what you can Even if your allies draw lines in the sand And dig, always dig a little deeper Sometimes it's hard to be my brother's keeper Love, so you let love in Baby, I am home in the wake of your skin And it's crazy how we wear a ceremony Always be open to your path and your journey Yes, she cradles my loneliness A home in a forest nest never show test, few the weight of my love Put your hand on my chest and rest In the cradle of my arms The battle that we face is the place where our scars come from And to pick up the gun My love, we are destined to teach these ones To be brave and never run away Courage is birth from the womb on the first light of day Yeah, the other day you were born You came out perfect, never meant to be torn in silence, never been so long I'm so proud of our people wow. Who am fighting for a change And I feel searching for a certain goal a pattern of physics arose don't believe I you're told and open open up your fist a misconception you can fight like this and praise with the power of prayer of God on our side we can take the stairs to the heavens flipping through my chapter seven i live with the snakes and the great deception of oh, carp in this country for men who steal from the mother on paper with pen and we're tripping Third road and we're asking Is this the way we should go?